Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's an oldie but a goodie, a story in the NFL that is back. We will get into all of that for you here coming up just a couple of moments from now. It is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR for those those of you waking up uh, on the West Coast, uh, listening on the Blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports, um, don't worry. You probably weren't at the Rams Super Bowl parade, much like a majority of the city. So uh, congratulations. Uh, welcome in. Uh, we have talked uh, plenty about that. Uh, Matt oh. Stafford drunk, uh, not I mean, helping a camera woman. Y'all didn't tune into the game anyway, so it's not like you're going to oh, show up for the parade. Oh, God. I, yeah. This is just uh, – does part of you, though uh, – Enjoy the fact that uh, L.A. football is being exposed to Brady Quinn. Uh, just a little part of you, just kind of. No, it, it makes me sad because I, I'm a huge believer in the game and the lessons that it's taught me, and, and how impactful it can be. I think, especially for the youth, and I think there's a there's plenty of of, of plenty of examples of you know just ways it prepares you for whether it's your career or fatherhood or being a husband, whatever it is. There's so, so many examples in the game of football. And so I, I hate the fact that like it's being diminished in the West coast, you know, that, that people are buying into certain narratives around the sport. Like it, it more hurts from that standpoint because I, I just, I, I think the game's too valuable um, to so many people, especially those who've played it and who've been involved, um, they understand how special it is. So th- that's what bothers me is you've got an entire West Coast, big markets who aren't as invested as other parts of the country. And so I think it, it allows, at least in college football, for the SEC to dominate. It allows for other you know, media markets you know, to be able to dominate those discussions too, just because, not because they're any, like, any bigger. I mean, look at LA. LA is the number two media market in the country. Yet, I think there's just more of a buzz around it and the appreciation and, and culture that is in, in other parts of the country. Mm. But, I mean, USC's back, though. <laughs> I, I don't understand. They like, play football in California, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean th- th- listen. I'm not saying they don't, but the numbers are down. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. Yeah, but they play Participation's good. down. Yeah, well, it's it's down all over the country. I mean, ever not since Not as bad whole, as West Coast, man. Yeah, they still play some really good football out here. I mean, I, I see it I, I'm not hand. questioning that. Yeah. Like, that, I'm not, That's not what I'm questioning. Like, I, I'm questioning, you can't tell me culturally it's the same on the West Coast as it is anywhere else in the country. Well, and you I, don't have to look any further than that by just looking at the data from who watched the game. Yeah. I, I'm, I guess maybe I'm speaking more based on participation. I, I think the West Coast has always been different in terms of how how they're viewed and, and what their style is and, and how they're perceived. But in terms of quality football players – there's still a lot of quality players that come from here, and there's a lot of quality, of quality, you know, a lot of quality football out here. They just go elsewhere, which is weird. Well, I, again, 
I'm, it's I'm, hard, I'm man. Guess- when you when you go other places and you see what a big deal it is, it feels bigger. It's not as big of a city, but it feels bigger in Tuscaloosa. It feels bigger in Columbus, Ohio. It feels bigger in Happy Valley. Well, because it, <laughs> it is. Because it is. Exactly. Which is so, weird. So, because so that's it, the thing, though. Like, yeah. You go there, and like when those play, they're like, holy crap, I can go here, and, and, and people are excited about it. Like people, I'm getting more Twitter followers just because I, I've committed to a, a university to go play. I haven't done anything for them yet. But I've got thousands of people now following me who care and all that. It's just – it's different. Again, it's, I'm not saying that, you know, again, the West Coast doesn't have talent or they don't play good football. That's not what we're saying. Culturally, it's different. And I think the yeah. parade and the, the ratings and all that, it's just an example of that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not debating your point. I'm just saying from my perspective, like even when you look at the top teams high school-wise, they're generally two or three in the top ten, top five – that are from Southern California. And, and, and so, to me, they play football here. So, it's, it, I guess the point I was trying to get to is it, it, doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to make sense why that doesn't correlate to the excitement or the buy-in to the college level or to even the pro level. It doesn't seem to correlate because it is a football-crazy deal here, high school and youth. It's big from Snoop to the I the OG Ducks with Keefe to the Juice County Cats with Les Fafita. Les's whole crew just went to Arizona. Like all the Servite went to, to Arizona to build that program. I mean, it's football is tremendously big. It's definitely culture here in California. And I say that coming from Pittsburgh. So, but I don't know why it doesn't correlate. If you, if one of your kids came to you, Lavar, that you were coaching or mentoring, and they said, "Hey, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to get to feel a real college football experience," would you direct them towards the West Coast or somewhere in the Big Ten? I mean, that's a loaded question because a football ex- or a college football experience is what you make it. I mean, you know. You think about when Leinert and and Reggie and those guys were at USC, they turned USC into the place to be. That may but, have changed. The, the difference is, is you didn't have two pro teams there. You didn't have a Lakers team that had LeBron James on. You didn't have a Dodgers team that was as successful as they are now. Like that whole era and period of time will never be replicated at Southern Cal. I will argue that to the, my dying days because – it's impossible when you have so much competition in a market that can absorb it. Like, we watched that market. We watched L.A. absorb a Super Bowl, and there was parts where, like, people I don't even think knew the Super Bowl was going on. It's just it's, – it's such a big market that if you're the only thing there and things are rolling and going well – yeah, like people are going to get behind it. That's, that's no different than any coastal spot like that. Even if you're down in South Florida, no different than the U. But when you all of a sudden have a lot of competition for that, it becomes a lot harder to get the attention and appreciation like those guys got back then, back when they didn't have the same competition they have now. I still wouldn't say it's, it's impossible for it to happen. Like magic can happen. Like I, I, I just – I look at it like magic can happen. Like I don't – I think it's hard to to perceive or 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 you know kind of comprehend that that Penn State could actually be a national champion again. 
like like how they were in the eighties. I find it to be a tad bit hard to see that, but it's possible. It's possible that it can happen. It's possible that a Reggie Bush could emerge from San Diego or from somewhere for USC. It's possible a Matt Leinart, you know, could emerge at USC again. It's possible that the team could be good enough to garner the attention that they did during that time. It's possible. Is it likely? I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't well, know. Then, I, I think winning a can... national well, hold on. Then winning a national championship now versus what those guys did back then, which which at that point in time they were one of the greatest college football teams ever. Like the win streak and everything else they have going yep. on. Yep. But the difference is again, if if you just had a team win a Super Bowl and that was the celebration that they received. Explain to me how you think it's going to be any bigger for Southern Cal. Well, I think the possibilities exist in the tradition and in the history of it. I don't. I think there's a there's a, such a gap between when the the Rams were here the first time when they were Ramets to to where they are now. I think there's a disconnect. It was long enough where there's a disconnect. I I do not. There is not a disconnect from culture. And Southern California with USC, uh, not at all. In uh, fact, that's why they still get the top recruits going there, even though they haven't haven't done really too much with it. I think <laughs> I think it is possible USC could win a national title again. They'll yeah. never see the craze or hysteria that no, they got back in the, in the uh, 2000s with Matt and Reggie. It's never going to happen. Somebody might have said never. that before the 2000s happened. I, I listen, mean, there's some really good teams that played for USC. But like being being here and going to U- USC games and that whole vibe. It was just they were the the show in town. They were the rock stars. Like they were, it it was their town. Man, it just it's not like I mean, that. People anymore. said that about Michael Irving and 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 Alonzo Highsmith and and those guys when they went to Miami with with Schnellenberger. That that you'll never have that ever again. You'll never they, have the you be and, that and ever again. And well, they haven't. They did. <laughs> I mean, the they reality saw, is they, like, but they, they did. But they did. They did. With, with, no, they had Gahey, that. They had with, that period of time, and then that was it. Like it, it's once, different, once, but it's not. But it was. They found the magic again. I mean, that whole the whole you thing with Shockey and all of those guys during that time. They did. That, find was, it that again. was a part of that period, though. No, it was not. That not was not even that close. Not even close. With with Michael Irvin and 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 those guys in the eighties when they I, built the reputation. Of what they the Miami built it, Hurricanes and it was were. maintained through the 90s into 2000, 2001, and that's where it started to fall by the wayside. There's it, a, it, there's it didn't a big, stop. That was the tradition. Uh, there's a there was a disconnect between winning and and having success at Miami. There was there and was the a funny gap. thing is is you're making the same argument that you should be making about USC because before Pete Carroll got there and Reggie and Matt and all that, there was a big gap in their success too. Correct. So, no, I, exactly. I, so they brought it back, but I'm saying the U hasn't come back. Like there wasn't no, that haven't. gap. They had built it up and it was rolling. And then once the 2000, once they lost that national championship game to Ohio State, and that's obviously one of the more God. great debated calls and games. Terrible call. They have never come back from that point, really. I would debate it. I debate it because they went on it's probation. Been two decades. I'm well, just telling. No, I'm they, saying. I'm saying between. You're saying that it never fell off. To the point of where they got to those national titles, they were on probation and they fell off. 
That whole when when Ray Lewis well, and those guys that's what happened with USC. Right. They fell off. And then after that, they came back in the nineties. They came back. It was gone for a moment. And then they came back. There was a gap. But I don't want to split hairs over it. All I'm saying is is that to find the correlation between why high school football and why football culture is so big in California and the development of players is so big and and it's so bought into, but it doesn't correlate to where we're what we're looking at with this Los Angeles Rams team. I find that to be pretty pretty interesting. I don't. I, that doesn't seem to. It doesn't add up if you play football to the level that they play football out here. Why isn't that how it's being perceived or 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 embraced? At the pro level. Petros has talked about it to where you look at all the great young quarterbacks that have come from Southern California, Bryce Young being an example. Why why did he end up in Tuscaloosa? Why could they not keep him locally? Like what why why are these guys choosing I mean, to be groomed Br- Brady to hit it. Win a national championship? Yeah, he hit yeah. It. Brady hit it on the and, head. I mean, that's that's not that's not up for debate. What's up for debate is how can you not like why haven't you gotten a guy? Maybe they feel like they've done that now with their hire now at USC. But why haven't you gotten a guy like Pete Carroll that can rope off these this part of the country and get kids from San Diego all the way up to northern parts of, of California? Why can't you get the type of guys that are going to yield you the type of results that you were getting when they were getting those type of recruits? Those were all local guys pretty much that they were getting during that that golden age of 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 USC football, yeah. when they were good back with Conway Curtis Conway and Willie McGinnis and all those guys and Sayow and all that, those were all local guys. Now they're all leaving. Now they all leave. I mean, yeah, it's weird. They don't all leave. They still get really fine no, recruits. Get, I mean, they got Caleb Williams. Yeah, they, they got a bunch of wide receivers and they don't all players. leave. It's, it's it, to me, it's the linemen. Like that's the biggest difference. And I, I don't care what game we're talking about. Look at the difference in the game than the Super Bowl. It was Aaron Donald, Von Miller. It was that defensive front for the Rams versus the O-line of the Bengals that made the difference. Go back last year to the Super Bowl. It was that front for the Bucks that made the difference versus the Kansas City offensive line. You go back and you go to any national championship game. Go look at that defensive front for Georgia this year versus the offensive line mm. of Alabama. Like The difference in winning and losing in football this day and age, it's everyone wants to make it about the quarterback and this and that. The reality is it's still about the big men in the trenches. It, that's still what makes football special. And that's one of the things that, again, it's not like harping on the West Coast, but you don't see that quite as much out in the West Coast. They're and different. part of it is that it's not even that they're different. It's the fact that they promote a seven-on-seven league. They promote flag leagues. I started playing tackle football in third grade. You don't see that as much anymore. It's prevalent if you're talking about West Coast leagues. People are more hesitant to put their kids in contact sports that, at that young of an age. And I've always argued that it's better to get in then because you then reinforce the proper technique and fundamentals at a young age. And so that continues with you as you get older. Like if you can teach your kid a sport or a skill when they're young – with the right fundamentals and techniques, it's only going to help them reinforce that as they get older. 
if they never learn at a younger age, it becomes a lot more foreign as they get older and more set in their ways to do different things. Because seven on seven and flag football is drastically different as to how you go about trying to take someone's flag versus take someone to the ground. And, and that's one of the biggest differences I at least see at a gr- grassroots level as far as what's happening in different parts of the country. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, we are going to talk with our NFL insider about the potential possibility of Sean McVay and Aaron Donald both walking away despite what they were saying yesterday at a parade. Both those guys could be gone. We'll get into that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Right now, uh, we turn it over to Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Uh, get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Albert, uh, how we feeling? Uh, happy Thursday to you and yours. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, good. Just uh, hanging out, uh, trying to figure out uh, if anybody was at this uh, Rams championship parade. I know you made a comment <laughs> about that. Uh, look, I, we're out here. Um, I, I mean, yeah. you know, not exactly, uh, you know, the Lakers uh, in the early 2000s. We'll just put it that way. A little, little different vibe with this one. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's probably a result of, 22 years there being no NFL team there and you know people have divided loyalties and I mean let's call it what it is too I mean it's a little different out there I think than it is in the Northeast or the Midwest where the teams are so ingrained you know what I mean like I just I think it's a different deal and and I had some fun with it yesterday but it's not a shot at anybody it's just I mean like again like those those that that market isn't Boston it's not Philadelphia it's not Chicago it's not Cleveland pretty different out there i think you'd agree with that right oh 100 percent. yeah but you know people yeah. get a little sensitive to that out here so that's uh that's the way this works yeah. um wanted to ask you on the uh, sean mcveigh uh, aaron donald front um we were talking about earlier this week it felt like yeah maybe aaron donald's looking to uh to get get a better deal sean mcveigh maybe he's got a deal on the table broadcasting wise what is your expectation what are you hearing about both those guys potential return or retirement next year yeah, I think we'll see. You know, I think you need a couple of days to kind of separate from this. And, um, you know, they've obviously been in the euphoria of, of everything, of winning a Super Bowl, of everything that comes along with it. Um, I, I think, you know, there's probably been a good portion of that that's been a little hazy for everybody involved, and rightfully so. Um, you know, and then I think, you know, today's the day when players start to filter out. Um, you know, they had the parade yesterday, and I know – uh, players, a lot of coaches are, are leaving town um, today. And so, you know, I think this is when you sort of get into that period of reflection. And then when it comes to Sean McVay, I, I think the time is eventually going to come. Uh, maybe it's now, maybe it's not. When you know, he takes a year or two off, makes good money in TV, um, gets some family time, um, and, you know, then would come, wind up coming back at some point with uh, you know with the ability to be maybe the hottest coaching candidate in the history of football um, and then with Aaron Donald I, I just think it's sort of the reality where we are with players you know like and it's a good thing as, as I see it um, you know and the guys like Calvin Johnson and, and and Patrick Willis have been able to make these decisions Rob Gronkowski before he came back is in that category too where you know I think it's really three things you know number one 
Um, guys are cognizant of what football does to their bodies and the long-term effects it can have. Number two, um, guys are making more money, so they've got more financial flexibility to walk away if they want to. And in a lot of cases, they're taking better care of their money. You know, and then number three, I think, you know, guys are looking ahead past football probably more commonly than they did 30 or 40 years ago. And so a lot of these guys have an idea of what they want to do after football. It's less scary, the idea of walking away. You know, so I think in general, you know, guys have more resources and more information to make these sorts of decisions. And so, you know, I think somebody like Aaron Donald, you know, I, I think certainly can look at this and say, I've taken care of my money. Um, you know, I, he's got family considerations, too, same way McVeigh does. And, you know, I think that there is that, 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 that piece of him that has thought to himself, what would it be like if I walked away? Um, you know, and again, like, you know, it's not as wild a decision if, if he were to do it um, as it used to be. You know, Calvin Johnson, I believe, walked away after nine years. Uh, Patrick Willis walked away after eight years. And this would be eight years for Aaron Donald. So you'd be right in line with those guys. I guess as you look at the landscape, though, of the NFC, do you think it's not enticing enough to go, hold on a second, if Tom Brady stays retired and if Aaron Rodgers happens to move teams, uh, what's our competition, right? I mean, (laughs) Russell Wilson could be on the move, too. Like, you kind of look around and go, who really is standing in our way from repeating? Like, wouldn't that be enticing enough? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Brady. Dallas, San Francisco, right? Like, I guess would be the top ones. If you're taking Green Bay out of the equation, and look, if, if Aaron Rodgers is back, then you know obviously they're right back in the mix. But I'm with you. I mean, you look at the next five years in the NFL, and really, um, you know, like the if we want to tie this to quarterbacks, like a lot of it's in the AFC. You know, Burrow in Cincinnati, Mahomes in Kansas City, um, Lamar in Baltimore, Herbert in, in in LA, and of course Josh Allen in Buffalo. I mean, it looks a lot like, like a lot of the strength, you know, when it comes to young quarterbacks in the league is in the other conference. So I think it would be enticing, the idea of coming back and, 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 and making one more run at it. And it wouldn't surprise me either if, you know, a guy like McVay or a guy like Aaron Donald resolves to say, you know, okay, like I'm going to give this one more and we'll see if we can go and repeat. You know, and then after that, I'm going to give this a really hard look, you know. And so for Aaron Donald, then that would be nine years. Uh, for Sean McVay, you know, like that would be, okay, and I, I got an opportunity to repeat as a Super Bowl champion and then imagine what, the, you know, the television networks would, 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 would be um, lining up to give me after that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that certainly is a consideration, like your ability to repeat. And I think, you know, you have to look at where the Rams are too and, um, you know, their ability to bring everybody back. They do have some tough decisions to make. You know, Stafford is in line for an extension. Next year's a contract year for him. Vaughn Miller's a free agent. You know, Odell Beckham's a free agent, too. And you look at the receiver situation, and that's interesting also because now they do bring Beckham back. Then you're talking about having two receivers coming off of ACLs and Robert Woods and Odell Beckham. And so, you know, there are a lot of questions with where the Rams are going, too, coming out of this year. Um, You know, and, I mean, obviously it was all worth it to win a championship. But I – 
you know, I, I think you balance kind of like some of the challenges that are ahead with ahead for them with, like you said, like, you know, where the NFC is and how it looks like they may have, you know, a pretty viable path to another Super Bowl. Uh, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on FSR. Um, what is going on with uh, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, keeping it in the uh, NFC West? Um, you know, Chris Mortensen had the report that came out, uh, you know, where uh, there was a, a source within the Cardinals organization that called him selfish and immature sure etc etc Kyler Murray defended himself on social media like what what is happening from people you've talked to behind the scenes there with Kyler and the Arizona Cardinals you know it's hard for me not to tie it to like the juncture of his career he's at um, and I think that this has sort of started to happen the last couple of years where you know when you come into that fourth year um, as a quarterback who goes who, who, who was drafted in the first round a decision point comes because that's when you're eligible for your first contract. That's when the team's got to make a decision on your fifth year option. And, you know, I think a player, you know, kind of finds some hard realities in that. And, you know, how willing is a team to extend for me? Um, and how, like, because these guys all hear how a team is all in for them um, when they're drafted in the first round. Well, after three years, you're going to find out the truth. You're going to see where your team stands, stands with you. And, you know, like whether or not they're willing to go forward with the contract extension, um, you know, like I think that that's a very real question. And so, like I, the way I look at it, you know, I, I think that the Cardinals are left wanting for some more from Kyler Murray in certain ways. The talent's all there. There's no question about that. Um, but, you know, I think the questions that, 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 that have been raised over the last year or so are – you know, can he can he can he can he can he be like the guy in the front of the room? Um, can he be a leader? Can he be the guy in the off season you can count on? And I know it got the attention of some guys in that building when he didn't show up to some of the off season program stuff last year. Now, in his defense, he did plan passing camps on his own in Arizona and Texas, and and got guys out there to throw with him and everything else. But I do think there are some questions about him as a leader. And, um, and and I think that they want to see a little bit more from him in that department. And I think you add that to the friction or that, that to the contract situation and whether or not they're willing to extend him and maybe what he might have heard from the team if he and his agent went to the team and asked for an extension. And I think you can kind of add those up and see where the friction might be. Albert, I want to talk about another quarterback who it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen to him this offseason. Carson Wentz with the Colts. Uh, it, it sounds like they, they might be looking to move on from him or to get, get out from underneath some of the money that's owed to him as well. I, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I said this yesterday, and I kind of stand by it. I don't know that it makes sense for like them to look elsewhere or him to really go elsewhere at this point. Maybe they feel like they're done with them. I just I feel like they're making a, a kind of rash decision when he wasn't healthy going into the season, and it was his first year with a lot of the guys he's working with. Yeah, I mean Brady. I, I mean for him, I'm not sure. Like if that's if if this didn't work, I don't know what what, what will. You know, like I mean he's got Frank Reich there, and you know like they've got. I mean, pretty good infrastructure, you know. He's got Jonathan Taylor behind him, and he, you know, he's throwing to Michael Pittman and, and T.Y. Hilton. And, um, I mean, you know, is it is it what, like, Tom Brady walked into in Tampa? Maybe not, but it's a pretty good situation. And, you know, I know there's real concern over how he faded down the stretch and, and what happened when it mattered most. And, 
you know, I think the, the, the problem the Colts have now is what they, what they saw the last month of the season correlates like almost perfectly to why Philadelphia wound up giving up on him. And so I think that's where your real concern is. It's not just, you know, what happened, um, you know, at the end of 2021. It's the way that 2019 and 2020 ended for him in Philadelphia. And, you know, I think that that's, that, that's the issue is like, is this just who he is now? now? The problem for the Colts is if it's not Carson Wentz, then what? You know, like, where are you turning? And if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, and I'm not sure you even want to go to Indianapolis, but, you know, if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, um, we'll see what happens to Russell Wilson. Where are your options? Where's your upgrade? And, you know, if, if, you, if you are looking for an upgrade, it is going to cost you because, you know, his, a lot of his money for next year is guaranteed. And so, you know, I think you have to sort of look at this as a value proposition for the Colts. It's do you give it another shot with Carson Wentz and see where it's going, or do you atta- detach from him just to detach from him? Because it's going to cost you at least $15 million. That's sunk cost. Um, it's going to cost you at least $15 million just to walk away from him. And so, you know, like that means going and getting Jimmy Garoppolo, say, let's just throw his name out there, um, for $24 million, I think would be, the, would be the, the number coming in. Now you're talking about spending $41 million to, to, to turn over your quarterback position. And, and is going and getting Garoppolo over once really worth it? So I think that's the way you have to look at it. And I think that's why there's still a, a decent chance that Wentz winds up back in Indianapolis, even if the Colts – you know, would 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 like to look at some sort of upgrade. I don't think it's there for them in the draft. And if you look at the veteran market, I mean, the top options Deshaun Watson, who is probably not going to be available to them because he's in their division. Um, so I don't know where that better option is outside of of going with Carson Wentz when you consider all the different factors with his contract and what you'd be bringing in. Uh, He is Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, always kind enough to join us every single week here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, and a good follow this time of year, especially with all the uh, potential quarterback movement and things around the league. Uh, Albert, we appreciate it. Uh, Have a good weekend. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for not cussing this week, too. I was going to say, I was going to say, I can't be clean. I was going to give that yeah. Thanks, I, thought, I, I, see, I, see, I see, I operate a lot better at, at 8 a.m. versus 5 a.m. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, I mean, uh, we, we thought it added a little bit of an edginess to you, and people were big fans of it. So, uh, you know, we were good with it, you know. I, hey, well, if you guys want me to reverse course, I, I can next week. Just uh, give me a heads up on that. Okay. He's, he's we'll, the we'll best. Think about that. Uh, there he is. Uh, uh, Albert, uh, we'll do it again next week. Good stuff, as always. Uh, it is uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. You, do, you just couldn't let it go, could you? You had you had to bust his balls one last time on the way out. What do you huh? mean? It's fun to talk about. I mean, he uh, covered you know. up the f bomb and left left out the. Uh you know, that the bad word for poop. Yeah, I mean, look, the way the dump works, if you're going to use one that close together, just you might as well use both. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, I don't think he meant to use the second one. I think he was concerned with how he was naturally arriving at the first one and then, you know, kind of got too comfortable with the second one that came out. Listen, now, we, we all make that mistake from time to time. You go to say something on the air, you slip up, uh, well, it sounds like something else. it's also like – there, the, the F word, I think, is viewed as a worse word than the S word. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. 
Yeah. I would agree. So he was like yeah. so concerned with the F word that he kind of forgot about what was coming after it. Yeah. No, I hear you. Listen, uh, it happens sometimes. You know, like uh, you go to say the word clock and uh, the L turns into an, a silent. Yeah. Album. Or Great Britain instead yeah. of you know Great Britain. Hey, I read what um, was on the. I read what was on. How's the that paper. going, by the way? What is, what is that going to be? I mean, uh, I'm not quite sure. You know, I thought it was on TV. To be honest with you, also wouldn't have it. Uh, <laughs> is it not? But, uh, uh, apparently not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have researched that a little better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, all right. Well, we will have an update on uh, on Live Bet Jesus's pick uh, earlier on the show as he chose uh, the U.S. over Great Britain in a curling at the Winter Olympics. Uh, plus, we're going to have another edition of the BQ News. All of it is yours next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to be back on the air tomorrow, same time, same place, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. And I know what you're thinking. Well, football season's over. There's no way it's a football Friday. Kiss our ass. It is a football <laughs> Friday all year, regardless of whether or not there's an actual game being played. But it's not Friday yet. Yeah, yeah, come on, Perno. But it's not Friday yet. It's not Friday yet. Football Friday. But it's not Friday yet. Oh man. I don't know. There he is. Oh, man. Uh, all right. That might be the best one you've ever done. It might be the best one. All righty, then. Oh, man. Lolito. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. What a man. Oh. What a guy. <laughs> You're a dirtbag. <laughs> I mean. Uh, Brady, we'll tell you off the air, like bro. We'll uh, can, um, can we do this, we'll though? Can we get an update on Live Bet Jesus? Um, How's that going? I'm trying. Uh, so there's, I'm trying. Uh, so he, uh, he or she, it could be a she, I'm not sure, um, appeared earlier and, and uh, bet on uh, the U.S. over Great Britain, uh, said it correctly this time, in uh, men's <laughs> curling. And um, I'm seeing that uh, GBR is leading right now, 5-4, to four, uh, but I don't know uh, how much time is left. I don't know what stage this is. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know how scoring in curling works. So... <laughs> Uh, we're kind of flying blind here. It's like shuffleboarding. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if the scoring is the same. I think it is. Huh. By the way, is. I'm a phenomenal shuffleboard player. Are you really? Yeah. Are you? We got to yeah. play. Really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I've, I've only seen you shuffle your cards. Uh, <laughs> In my front pocket? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Well, the, uh, that's the only thing I've ever seen him out standing out Hollywood being security shuffle. for the Chargers game one time. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Ew. By the way, that's 100% going to be my Halloween costume this year, that Chargers security guard. I just got to find the uh, the red uh, trench coat and, you know. Did you Chuck E. Cheese shuffle? 
Uh, no, I did not. Uh, there yeah, that would probably be smart. Yeah, that would get that, caught yeah, sh- yeah, shuffling. Not, not a good Chuck idea. Chuck shuffle. Oh, you boy. are a class oh, act, pal. Straight, hey, time straight, for the news. Straight from the TV, <laughs> straight from the TV set to the gutter. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, time for it. the news, baby. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. All right. Uh, This first one isn't really a news story. It's kind of interesting, though, coming off of the back of the Super Bowl. Um, Did you know each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never made it back to the big game? Oh, dang, Joey B. Yikes. That sucks. That is not a good stat. So we're talking like Jimmy G, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, obviously Kaepernick, Rex Grossman. Dan Marino. Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Dan Marino. But you had guys like Rich Gannon. Mm. Steve McNair, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Speaking of Drew Bledsoe, huh? Do you ever think he sits around like, hey, I'm as good as – Tom Brady was. I just didn't need to get hurt. We would have hey, won all the same games. He was a good quarterback. He was really good. And he's doing all right for himself now. He's got okay. that winery. Uh, what is it? Uh, double back? Is that what it's double called? Back? Uh, yeah, like I think double back? I think back. it's called double back. Yeah. Oh, is it called like double that. back? I think I'm it's a, called uh, double back. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm a wino. You guys right. are IPA yeah. guys. But, you but know we did that. say that the name yeah. of the wine is called double back. Yeah, here, okay. I, have, I have a bottle right here. Lamar. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I see. All right. One of those travel, travel All lines. right, Brady, what we got? Uh, All right. Well, okay. we'll move on to an actual sure. news story. This one is actually kind of crazy, I'll be honest with you. So, an Ohio couple and their daughter, they're suing a doctor and a healthcare system, and uh, here's what happened. The couple, Mike and uh, Janine, they underwent insemination, a procedure back in 1991 to fertilize the wife's eggs with the husband's sperm. Uh, Only one problem. Uh, Come to find out in Christmas of of 2020, uh, Jessica and her husband, this is Mike and Janine's daughter, uh, they went to Ancestry.com. They got the kiss, the, the kits, right? Uh, ahead of a trip, you know, they're, they're going to Europe, and they want to test their DNA results, right, to go through their lineage and travel to different oh, spots. No. They came to find out that the father who had raised her was not her biological father. Oh, they're suing the doctor and the healthcare system because obviously there was something messed up when they went through the process of insemination. I wonder if it was uh, Michael Jordan, would they still sue? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, based I'm just on saying, the photos, you know. um, the father's not Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh. Now, is she going to try? <laughs> is she going to try and get a uh, refund for uh, all the Father's Day gifts she bought? You know, she keep the I mean, that's going to that? be a large. That's going to be a large. Years and years of wasted settlement. money. They're not going to be able to pay that settlement. Yeah, how much is that going to be? You think? It's going to be. I, I don't know the exact amount of the uh, of the lawsuit, but I mean, what price tag uh, do you put on effing up my dad? <laughs> like <laughs> you gave me the wrong dad, you bastards. <laughs> I mean, well, think about the father, though. Like, the entire time he's raised her, he's I'm like, suing, thinking, I'm suing if I'm the dad. Right. But it's I'm like, like oh, we're going to have a couple she's, lawsuits. She's got these quirky things about him, but that just must come from the mom's side. No, bro. Hey. That comes from someone and else. And then I'm looking at the mom like, were you in on this? Oh. Were you in on this? Yeah. Oh. Who's the daddy? <laughs> I need to know who's the daddy. <laughs> you know something. Are not the father. Oh, yeah, no. You are not man. the daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
That's a bummer. Well, Jonas really didn't have much on this topic. What's up, Jonas? Uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't trust any of those spit in the tube and send it in the mail sort of, uh, you know, arrangements. I just don't trust them. It feels yeah. like it would be a little flawed. Interesting. You know? I'm like, with you. Didn't you do one, Brady? And you, like, no. You, okay. My that, sister did. Apparently we're Italian. We didn't know that. Oh. Huh. Wow. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, that, me. and there that explains the chicken parm. Uh, yeah, oh, that, yeah. oh, wow. Oh, you You're going to go there? Like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pac-Man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.